Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode eight, Rex Grossman of Totally Unbiased Sports. <laughs> I was this wondering. Week, this week, we're going to talk about the some MLB action. We had the World Series finishing up, then some minor news in the NHL and NBA, then we'll move into college football, and much like we do every week, head to the NFL slate. So, Kellen, you want to start us off with the MLB news from the week? Yeah, let's do it. I mean, first off, great intro right there. Sexy Rexy. Had to yeah, mention I, him. I, I mean, I had to mention arguably mm. the greatest Bears bad quarterback of the last decade. So I, I mean, two decades. Yeah. I, I can't disagree with the bad part. That's for sure. Yeah. It's tough. Whatever. We'll, we'll get into MLB. So I don't have to relive. Rex Grossman playing football for the Bears. Did you watch the World Series? I did. I watched Game Six in completion, like in completion. I, I don't the- even. I don't even think I watched in completion. But did you see Kevin Cash? What an idiot, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm not certified. Not a baseball guy. Like I yep. don't know anything about baseball. But well, neither even, does Kevin Cash. And I watching that knew that that was just so stupid. I was like, "What are you doing? Like, yeah. why? Yeah, I mean, Kevin Cash." Pulled Blake Snell 73 pitches into the game. He had been dealing all game. And he, and he, and he put in a reliever who had been struggling all postseason. I mean, Kevin Cash, very analytical manager, but you, you gotta have some sort of feel for the actual game of baseball as a manager too. It's yeah. not 100% analytics. You gotta, ha- you gotta have a little more feel than that. So he screwed over the Rays, but it seems like the entire Rays roster doesn't have COVID, whereas the Dodgers are probably going to have that now, right? Yeah, I think yeah. the Dodgers do, but I don't think they care at all. No, um, they got their they got the their ship. Kevin Cash thing. I mean, I would put this in the same category as like an NHL coach pulling a goalie after he gives up a goal in a one to nothing game and has made like sixty saves. Yeah, it, it, just, it would be it would be like a goalie getting pulled after giving up a goal in a 2 nothing game that turned 2-1 oh, because sure. the Rays were ahead. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's even worse. I, I promise you I watched the game. No, no, um, I, I believe it. I believe it. It was, it was a very long game. That's why I don't really watch baseball that much because I was getting a little tired. But then, I mean, one of my best friends, Javi, he is a diehard Dodgers fan. So I had a bottle of champagne for him and popped it after they won. Um, I had to. He then laid in bed for a couple of days. But as as a Penguins fan, I was able to give him some guidance when buying championship merchandise because my team won <laughs> the championship. So I was able to give him some guidance. So it was a good thing that I was there watching. Yeah, thank goodness he's got a friend like you. So I could give him guidance on how to appropriately win a championship. You know, but, that was that was unexpected. You somehow mentioning the Penguins winning a championship in the podcast. I, I didn't I didn't expect that. Congratulations. I mean, it happened. So, yeah, yeah. There you Turner's go. got COVID. Uh, they didn't hand out the trophy at first, which was really whack. Yeah. Uh, kinda, well, one of the players good. had COVID if he was going to be touching it and everything. But I mean, he still touched it. Do you, so. think, they, do you think they care? Do you think they no, they, def- they definitely don't care. Or else, like, like imagine, imagine like, a, you get, one player gets COVID. And, cause it was supposed, he got tested before the game. It was, the test was supposed to come out before the game. So imagine being one game away from finishing the World Series. You're finishing the baseball season, and then you have to delay the game two weeks. That would that would stink. it would have it would have changed the complexion of the entire series. But um, yeah, 
we are recording right now while watching the Monday Night Football game. We're going to touch on that at the end, but uh, Daniel Jones just threw another interception. So okay, that was that was the, expected as the well. The trap, the trap game might be over. Yeah, but I got I got one other note on baseball. Uh, Tony Larusa was hired by the Chicago White Sox. What so, do you think about that? Because I've heard people say he's old, he's got one foot in the grave, he, he's going to he, die as their manager. Um, those are just a couple that I've heard. He is older than dirt. He's he's a very elderly man, but he's smart. Of, I think like a he, lot of wisdom should come with the, all those years. Yeah, think. I mean he's won three World Series. He's but he's so old, and it, it was it was a hire that was clearly made by Jerry Reinsdorf, who's the owner, and not Rick Hahn, the GM, which is typically not how that's supposed to go. It's a, it's a weird hire because. You had two other World Series managers available for hire in A.J. Hinch and Alex Cora, and you went with the guy that's been retired from baseball for 10 years. So He's I got a lot of film that he got to watch and compile. Yeah, it's like, it, like imagine you're going out and you're trying to pick out a shirt, and you got these two really nice shirts that have been working for you like the last couple weeks, and then you have this one. It's like 15 years old and you don't even know if it fits you. But the last time you wore it, it, w- it was working. But who knows now? No, I like that. Analogy. That's like hiring Tony LaRusso right now. So it could work, but it was probably you, not a good hire. Do you think he's got a short leash or is this going to No, be- no, absolutely not. Like J- Jerry Reinsdorf does not fire people. He, he was going to fire Kenny Williams for the White Sox, who was the GM, but instead he, uh, promoted him and just took away all his responsibilities. So that's how that's how it works with Jerry Reinsdorf run organizations. That's how it works for the Bulls too, who he owns. That's smart. Yeah, I mean, just keep them on your payroll if you if they're your friend. So we'll yeah. see we'll see how it goes. The White Sox should be good though. I'm not too worried about it. Let's head over to the NHL. There wasn't really anything big happening. There were a few little signings here and there. Tampa Bay did get all their names on the Stanley Cup and got to see. Uh, the cup after it had been um, engraved and everything. They are in discussions right now about when to start the season. They canceled the uh, Winter Classic, and they said that the minimum amount of games that they would play would be 48. They're not going to go any under that for the regular season. I mean, you really speculate at all for this because who knows what's going to happen in the next couple of months and weeks. Was there anything in the NBA that happened this week? I didn't have any notes on that. Or, no, I didn't see anything from the NBA, so we could probably just move I mean, on to college football then. LeBron James did try and make the Dodgers winning a title about him. Yeah, he tried media, to make DK Metcalf about him too. He just he, he's it's LeBron. It's what he does. He, yeah. So let's head over <clears> to college football. <throat> Possibly the biggest news of the week. Trevor let's Lawrence. Hear it. Trevor Lawrence has COVID. And yep. And Clemson is not worried about college. Notre Dame. They're not worried about Notre Dame because of it. He won't play against Notre Dame, but he might be able to be on the sidelines, which is really weird because he just, I don't get that. He's going to be cleared of COVID allegedly, allegedly, but he would have need to clear a cardiac screening, which he won't be able to complete between the time that they leave on Friday or whatever. And you've done your research on this. So, well, actually, I was just watching ESPN, and every five minutes they went oh. to a news story about Trevor Lawrence um, all weekend. So yeah, yeah. It's it's all it's the Trevor Lawrence show. I mean, he's he's the guy in college football, so it makes sense. It he, probably he probably won't win Heisman now because he'll yeah. I saw, games. A hot, I, I saw a hot take that said he is now no longer a Heisman candidate. 
Yeah, they didn't, they didn't it's not really front, a hot take. They didn't they didn't say front runner though, which surprised me. I would have thought like you know maybe he's not a front runner, but still win it because everyone loves him. And it's probably gonna be ETN now. It's still gonna be a Clemson guy. It's just not gonna be Trevor Lawrence. So they're solid still. But uh, yeah, Clemson had a little bit of a scare, I guess you can call it. Boston College was really good in the first half, and then as soon as Clemson's quarterback settled in, they came yeah. back. Boston College didn't score. I mean, they have way more talent than Boston College, so it's not surprising. But we'll see what happens in South Bend on Saturday. Clemson's still obviously the favorite because they're Clemson. But this is the first time Notre Dame's had, I think, the number one team play in their building in a very, very long time. So we'll see what happens. No yeah. fans. I think if there were fans, it might be a little bit more of an advantage for Notre Dame just with a young quarterback and play calling and all that. But... Limited fans, so we'll see what happens. College game day is coming to South Bend. I don't know why that matters because you can't go. A little bummed yeah, up. Yeah, that's true. College game day is a fun time, though. But I, w- I, I would not know because I didn't go to Baylor. Yeah, and I didn't you know, ba- Baylor's good enough to get game day. Not a big deal. But not win it. Not, not, not win it, no. Win. Just good enough to get it. Yeah. They get it, they can't win anything. Yeah, uh, that, was the, that was the day we got 28-3. to That was tough. Very tough. Next game I had was just LSU getting blown out. Yeah, that LSU stinks this year. I don't even know if they're worth like a headline at this point. They're just not good. I just keep thinking LSU should win, and so whenever I see the scores, I'm like, they lost. How did they lose? Yeah, but I, I I haven't even paid attention to them since week one. I just see the scores and the highlights because they're gonna show LSU. Still love Coach O. You big Coach O guy? Yeah, I'm a big Coach O guy. Gets so fired just, up. He knows how to make. He knows how to get the best out of people and make them want to run through a brick wall. All now, right, yeah. maybe. They can't run through that brick wall because they're not as talented as that brick wall. But <laughs> it gets them fired up. So, Tough to do, yeah. What other uh, college football notes did you have? I have a few more. But. Well, I, I didn't watch a ton of college football this weekend because I was at college football this weekend. I was at the Baylor game, and um, I I forget the result. I don't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's, this season doesn't count. It's an asterisk. If Baylor had a full stadium, they would have won. So oh, that's all sure. I know. Yeah. Um, get the line well, going. That's the way to go. Oklahoma State lost to Texas. So yeah, Big 12 Texas, stinks this year. Texas may be like, okay, I'll change it. Do Texas fans think that Texas is back after this game? Yes. Texas <laughs> okay, is back, yeah. But do Texas fans think that Texas is back? Is yeah, really I'm, the I'm glad you changed back. the way that question was worded because they definitely think they're back. They're not back. They're never – I don't think they're ever going to be back, ever. It just seems like they've missed their time at this point. I think so, you might like the storyline of this Texas back because it gets them in the news. Like, Yeah. Don't they have two winning, losses already? I think so. But when you win like <laughs> every third game against like a good team, then it gets you back in the news. And yeah. Like, and then you beat the second okay. best Pac-12 team in your bowl game. And all of a sudden, Texas is back. Yeah. And they're going to have a new recruit coming in. And it's just going yeah, to fix yeah. it. Texas, Hornstown, they're not back. So I was in Michigan this weekend, and I got to see firsthand the destruction and agony that the Michigan-Michigan State game caused Michigan fans, which, I mean, I'm very much in the boat that when Michigan loses, America wins. I'm a Notre Dame fan on the record, so I don't really like either team, but I just have an easier time watching MSU win just because Michigan fans were so cocky this week, and all I was surrounded by was Michigan fans talking about how they're going to win how this is going to be so great, how Halloween's going to be amazing because they won, then they lose. And 
Harbaugh is one in it's either six or nine. I can't remember which way it was on the TV, but it was he's like one in six against MSU and Ohio State at home. Which yeah, is, he, he's terrible. He, he should really lose his job. And the Michigan program kind of looks like a joke right now because Michigan's a team like Notre Dame that's good. They're not good enough to win a championship, but all they have to do is win the rivalry games. And yeah. the alum will be happy and the fan base will be happy. All you have to do is beat Ohio State. And he Michigan. just needs to beat Ohio State once. I mean, he still uh, hasn't beaten Ohio State. Not one time. It was in an empty stadium, too. Like, I mean... You can't even. It was in Michigan. They lost in in Michigan, but interesting. Yeah, but Michigan about, State's team is bad this year. They lost. They, to, lost, to they Rutgers. lost to Rutgers last week. And so, I mean, Michigan State East Lansing kind of almost burnt to the ground. I think a little bit after that game, there was a weird like hour and a half after the game that they were like all out in the streets partying, and there were like fire trucks going all over the place. Didn't can't do that. Popular. Can't do that during these days. And then there was like three hour window where everyone went and slept and then they went back out for Halloween and made fun of all the people wearing Michigan jerseys as their Halloween yeah. costume. So it had, had, had to be an interesting time to be a college student for Halloween this year. It was weird. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I went as Doug Glatt when I went and hung out with my friends. What? So what? What's Doug? Doug Glatt from the movie Goon. It's a hockey movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I went as Doug Glatt. And I put about 10 seconds of thought into that costume. I just went and picked from one of my 20 jerseys, and that was the first one I saw. So since it was from a movie, I counted it as a costume. But it was okay. kind of weird. You you're, like, you're one of those guys. You're, you're like a frat guy that just wears a jersey as a costume. No. You Far nerd. You nerd. I was the designated driver on Saturday, so. Oh, um, good for that you. Was, that was a change. But I was I was helping people out. When friends need help, you help them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I got some pizza out of it. So that it's really worth it for me. Yeah. But it was, yeah, it was a interesting weekend on college campuses just because like there were, everyone's handling this whole situation different and Grand Valley was really weird about it. But I got to see the agony of the Michigan fans. Uh, another, another game when this team loses, well, it was Penn State, Ohio State. So if either team loses, America wins. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a win State, and a loss for America. Nobody likes Penn those State teams. Is, I win, so that's we're gonna. There it that. is. That's all that matters. As long as you're winning. Yeah. My last note on college football was Florida versus Missouri. The benches cleared. It was like they were all. Yeah, that was game. that was a sick fight. So that was. I love football fights. I love when there's fights. There's gonna be a big COVID outbreak on both those teams now. Probably could be, but yeah, her community I think is what they're going for down south. <laughs> that it's gonna work. It, oh. It's gonna, Speaking of fights, do you know who George Barack is? I just thought of this. Yes, yes. So, did you see what he's come out? Yeah, he wants he to fight Tyson, right? Yeah, he's 75% of the way to figuring out a fight against Mike Tyson. And I think speaking that, of Goon, he's in that movie, isn't he? I think he might be, actually. It's yeah, he's the guy with the dreads in that movie. I think it might be in the second one, because the second no, one... It's in the first one. It was? Okay. Yeah. Because I know the second one, they had more people... Because it like blew up so much the first one. The first one is a very low production movie, but still yeah. great if you're a hockey fan. But it'll be really cool to see if that happens. Like one of the most notorious NHL fighters versus yeah. Mike Tyson. They're both old, so yeah. I think I mean I think Mike Tyson might murder him because he's actually a trained fighter. Like probably knows how to box. But I think George Rock might have like the advantage if he makes him wear gloves and drop them. Yeah, I, like, I don't if, know. I if they have, no like, idea. jerseys on, then... If you can, if you can like, tug and pull, 
Then, then I'll then I give him the advantage. Yeah. Okay, so as I mentioned before, we are watching Monday Night Football right now. We do normally talk about that first, but we're watching it as it goes on. It's in the fourth quarter. Bucks have come back. I don't know that it's a trap game anymore. Has but we're going to start with I'm not sure. what was. It's at commercial, so ah, I don't know what well, the over was or what the score is currently. I couldn't make any bets so, in Texas this weekend, so it's tough. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, so I can't help you out with that one, but let's head over to Sunday Night Football because – I was wrong Breaking. last week. They didn't flex the Steelers-Ravens game. And, I mean, as soon as I watched, like, five minutes of this game, I knew why. Because it was just electrically bad football. Okay. Well, and my first note America, on this game yeah, is how did this game not get flexed out? So, I don't know what don't, you're talking about. I have, I have no idea. I was trying to just put a pause on this. <laughs> I have no yeah, idea. Yeah. I'm, I'm very, very glad that this didn't because weird things happen to the Steelers in primetime. And normally on the road, it doesn't benefit them. But I could probably list off a lot of those. I'm not going to do it. We'll get to them later. This is about Dallas and Philadelphia. Yep. And wow, Dallas is not good. Are we going to talk about how much of a genius Mike McCarthy is, though? I mean, what, I, yeah. what an excellent head coach he is. Just a just a smart, smart man. He's very smart. They were down. They were down 12 points in the fourth quarter, and they were in a fourth down on like their own. 10 yard line or something like that or they were only around like 15 yeah and so if they pump the ball away their defense needs to get a stop so mike mccarthy using his big brain he decides to just have his snapper snap the ball out of the back of the end zone for a safety the intentional safety it, it makes it a 14 point game but on a safety's uh free kick you can recover that as an onside kick yeah so, and you're going to give him worse field position there too yeah. so that punter just Punted the ball straight up into the air. I thought the Cowboys were going to recover it for a second. It was actually yeah. going to be like, cool, but it didn't happen. They lost. Uh, well, yeah, Danucci. I mean, Danucci, not that good. He's a third-string quarterback. Not he, surprising. He backed up Nathan Peterman in a pit. So, like, yeah, if, I just, you know, I don't understand. Anything, I mean, he's not good. He tried to do, like, he he's an athlete because he tried to do a lot of very athletic things. Like, yeah, his I mean, sidearm the, pass. I mean, <laughs> thought he was Patrick Mahomes for a second and threw a sidearm pass. It was almost completed to the other team. The fact that Nathan Peterman's backup from college is playing in the NFL is I I can't make sense of that. I think it doesn't make sense to me. I think it's the name based thing. Yeah. Uh, Peterman versus Danucci. I mean, who Danucci's a good name. It is a good name. So he is actually from Pittsburgh too. It'll be interesting to see if he plays next week. I don't know how. Andy Dalton's poor old brain's doing, but I don't know. He doesn't take any hits like that. He doesn't have any concussions, so it could be a little bit of a recovery for him. Do you have any other notes on this game other than it was a terrible name? Oh, I don't, I don't know if you were on Twitter at all during this game, but as is, you know, standard when someone comes up unexpectedly and starts playing NFL football, people dig up tweets yeah. from Danucci, and he has a lot of weird, like bad what? tweets. Like, uh, okay, you don't have to say him if you don't want to. But no, I mean, I didn't know that. Probably the, this is probably the best one. They were all over Twitter last night. Let me find it. His best one was, I'm wearing an Aaron Hernandez jersey to school tomorrow. So that was one that he, he tweeted out at one point in his life. What's wrong with this guy? So <laughs> they're all basically like along these lines and everything. Uh, yeah, Ben DiNucci. They Weird guy. Weird they guy. Twitter I know it happened when Doc Hodges played too, but. 
Yeah. And I think he had like something pro Patriots, so all the Steelers fans tried to cancel him for one game, but mm. uh, let's do it. Let's head back. We're gonna time travel to the one o'clock games. Yep. And do you have any place that you want to start? I yes, I do. Vikings Packers. Wow. You want to take I'll this? Ta- I'll, I'll take it. So I got a couple uh, notes too, but I'll just I'll let last you go. Week, the announcer was saying the game against the Buccaneers was just a blip, and the Packers are just fine. Well, the Packers are not fine. Their defense stinks. They can't stop. All they had to do was stop Dalvin Cook a couple times. I'm not. You you don't even have to. Like he could, Dalvin Cooks could still have a really good game, and the Packers could still easily beat the Vikings. Because you, you want to force Kirk Cousins to throw the ball. If you're not doing that, the the Vikings are going to win every time. So yeah, so you you want to for, force Kirk Cousins to throw the football if you're playing the Vikings. That's the obvious game plan. Get the ball, like make make him make plays. The Packers can't do that because they can't stop Dalvin Cook. So the Packers are a bad football team. That's all there is to it. They're just overrated like they are every year. And another fun note, Mitch Trubisky has never lost to Kirk Cousins. Aaron Rodgers loses to him all the time. So Yeah, I had a couple of notes too. Packers lost again. Uh, they're 0-7 when they play on daylight savings. Yeah. Which is just an astonishing stat. If I mean, how do you Lack think Lack of preparation from your team captains. So that's yes. probably what it is. It starts. It really starts with the quarterback on that one because all starts with he's, Rogers. He's got to get them to like go to bed early or whatever they have to do. Go to bed a little later. Yep. Not change. Who's, the who's box. been there the longest? Aaron Rodgers. You get. You yeah. got. You got to. You got to lead a little better, man. I'd say. I mean, I think the Packers. Their Packers are definitely not a good team. Um, they're not a complete team, and the Vikings aren't good either. So they lost. Yeah. The Vikings are truly bad, and the Packers lost to a truly bad football but, team. Um. Another. We'll move on to another matchup where I thought it was a truly bad football team playing. Uh, well, okay, apparently they didn't play anybody this week, but the Bungles beat the Titans. <laughs> so Joe Burrow didn't get sacked. He was yeah. probably very confused after the game as to why his jersey was clean, unless he like slid it in and didn't watch it that closely. But the Titans aren't a good team. Like, well, okay, they're you, you really team. yeah you don't want to say that because the, the Steelers beat the Titans and that that just makes the Steelers well, we, look look worse we, now. It doesn't matter who we play; they're gonna look. <laughs> it's gonna say we played nobody. So I'm kind of not. I don't know if I'm gonna die on that hill, but like the Titans were supposed to be like a contender team, yeah. and the Steelers knocked them down to just a good team. Yeah. So I uh, think the Titans could probably win a playoff game if they're playing the right team. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the end of the Ryan Tannehill MVP campaign. I think that's over. Yeah, uh, something I mean, really funny happened this game, though. Um, there was a, there was a play in the end zone, and the Titans defensive back uh, Joseph or whatever he clearly had a pass interference on um, a defensive pass interference on one of the Bengals receivers, and he start like he was definitely going to get called for it. So he starts like waving for a flag the Titans guy to try to get an offensive pass interference. And I thought that was so genius of him to just be like, no, I want the pass interference on me. Try to trick the rest because refs are dumb people. If they even yeah. are people, <clears throat> but no, it didn't work. But I'm going like to touch on that work. later, but refs aren't people. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, that's, that's kind of smart. That's thinking on your feet. Yeah. I don't really it didn't work, it. but I think it'll work the next time it happens. I do think that, I think the Bengals are actually going to be like a, 
competent, good football team. Yeah, maybe by, the, maybe by the end of the year, but I think in like the coming years, if they can build around Joe Burrow, because Joe Burrow is a very, very good player. Yeah, he's going to win Rookie of the Year for sure. They just have to put people around him because his career is going to be wasted if they won't go out and just make some moves and get some people to protect him and yeah. protect his passes. Well, there's a good chance the Bengals will not do that. They're not notorious, or they're, no, they're not well known for making great moves. It is, yeah, it is still the Bengals, so. Yeah. The, ooh, they called them the Bengals. They, they earned the Bengals kind of for right now. Wow. Probably removed in a couple weeks. I think. Uh, yeah. I, I'm certain of it. But, saying in that division, we got the Browns played the Raiders, and while this is where the Browns were like supposed to be a good team, they lost to the Raiders, who are an okay team. Uh, Browns are like frauds. Baker's horrible. And, my favorite story from this game was the Raiders lineman who was getting an IV and they didn't get all the air out of the tube and so the air got into his bloodstream and they had to rush yeah, him Trent off. Brown, right? Yeah. So, I mean, what is going on with NFL team doctors? This is the second player. Yes. Yeah. How many other seasons have we ever had a player like I've never off? heard of this happening one time before. Like, like, how does this happen? You're supposed to – how many times do you think they – Insert IVs a million times. Yeah. It's like the puncturing long. It's like the puncturing long. I just yeah. don't get it. I just don't get how it happens. But. Yeah, th- this, I mean, um, to talk about the game, I mean, this is a game. The The Browns were favorites to win this game. And the, I feel like it was a game that favored them a lot because it was a bad weather game. So yeah. you should be running the ball a lot. And the Browns apparently have a great running game and didn't really show up. Um, I do have a question for you. Um, Derek Carr is now a four and three quarterback. He's on a pretty, I mean, at least a decent football team. The Raiders are. So it seems like karma is not coming for him. Um, because he was a high school bully. He was definitely yeah. a high school bully. Um, and I'm gonna according to me. My, I'll retract my earlier statements about him being a good quarterback as well. Yeah. So not- my, my question for you is if karma is not coming for him, it seems like he's had to make amends for the ways of his high school bulliness in the past. Do you want to do you want to make amends with anyone right now so you could get some good karma your way? I don't think I need to. Have you wronged point. anyone recently? Not that I know of. Um, I did slap one of my friends, but they slapped me back, so even on that one. Okay, so you um, got some good karma coming your way then. I mean, I don't really think I should be asking for more karma when, well, at least... He hasn't lost a game yet, so I don't think I really need to change anything up. Okay. But how about you? Is there someone that you want to apologize to? Like, Ooh, that's tough. I guess, so I, when I was driving home yesterday, I was, I got I got high beamed. And then I just like, because uh, a guy was trying to pass me. Yeah. And then I just camped next to the semi that I was passing for like 15 oh, minutes geez. while I was driving. And so I guess I could apologize to that guy and like the 30 cars that ended up waiting behind us while I was doing that. Um, so I'll make, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, now I have good karma coming my way. Also, yeah, you're going to need was, it. Yeah. I, yeah, that was, <laughs> I love doing that though. It's so much fun. <laughs> it's, it's so much fun to annoy people while you're driving. But this was, this was a bad weather game. Apparently it didn't look that bad on TV. There, it was really windy though. Uh, yeah. so I have, I have another question for you. What's your favorite bad weather game of all time? One of them, one of them, like, there are so many to think of, but like the one that comes to mind 
can't remember what year it was, but it was. I think I know what you're gonna say too. It was Big Ben to Mike Wallace, um, to beat the Packers in the last second. Oh. In a snowball at Heinz Field. That's probably not the most memorable one. There's a lot of like memorable snow games against like the Titans, yeah. the Ravens. There's a lot of those, the Browns. But I just distinctly remember everything happening because something my grandparents were visiting and the TV cut out. It was on Fox. The TV cut out and we couldn't get the signal for whatever reason. So we went out to my grandpa's car and we were all piled in there listening to the last plays of the game on Sirius XM radio. So that one's just stuck with me because it's such a snowy, sloppy game. The Steelers beat the Packers. So. See, I was expecting you to say the uh, game against the Dolphins when there was the hurricane and like there was oh, that one punt and the ball just stuck right in the mud. Yeah, the three nothing game against Miami. That one was pretty yeah, cool too. That's what I thought you were gonna say. That was yeah, that was that was a weird game. I really did enjoy that. I remember they were out there pitchforking the field and everything like that. Yeah. And do you do you have a favorite bad weather game that the uh, Bears played in? I'm trying to think of one that would come to mind. I mean, the Bears played in the Fog Bowl, but I wasn't alive to watch that game, I don't think. I mean, I don't remember it happening. And the Bears won that game. There was there was a game where, like, the Bears had a really windy game one time where Robbie Gold kicked, like, a 20-something yard field goal, and he missed it by, like, 30 yards because the wind blew the ball so bad. So that's another good weather game. I love bad weather football, though. It's fun to watch. Me too. I love it. I mean, until it doesn't benefit my team, but... Yeah, it's always going to be like a six to three game. I love I love watching warm weather or dome teams try and go on the road and play in poor yes, conditions. That's and great. we're starting we're starting to get to that that part of the season where we're going to get some bad nasty weather. Yep, like when uh-huh. Jared Goff came to Chicago two years ago and just was saying like I don't want to be here right now. Yeah, and then he he did the same with Pittsburgh actually last year. Yeah, yeah, he's cold. not a, he's not a cold weather guy. So Cali kid, but the. Two cold weather teams though we can segue into are the Patriots played the Bills. Yep. And the Bills circled the wagons and they ended up winning this game. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. I don't have a lot of notes on this game. I was um, just gonna the, say like Packers big time is pretty, but Yeah. So the Patriots have been able to win in the past before when they had Brady and they had like I mean some decent players around him, but there's truly like no good players. For Bill Belichick to coach up at this point, it's it's just a bad roster, and the Patriots just it look is. like a bad football team all around. And then, did you hear Belichick starting to complain about it today? No, I didn't. But he didn't complain. He said we went all out for the last five years. We like he listed off however much they won. He's like we went all out, and now we just don't like have enough to go get good players. He's like, I'm not making excuses. I'm just stating facts. But it really sounds, sounds like he's, like making, he's excuses. making excuses. Yeah. Kind of sounds like he's excuses. known. He's known for finding nobody players that he's not paying that much. Yeah. To be able to be their big playmakers. So that's that's really all I got on that one. Yeah. The I'm, the argument that Tom Brady is a system quarterback is looking kind of rough right now because yeah. Yeah. He's looking good in Tampa, and the Patriots are not looking good right now. They are not. Uh, and I have a, we have a couple more one o'clock games, but we had a big prove it game in the Colts versus the Lions today. Yeah. I wasn't sure if their team was like actually going to make the next step to be a good team. I think the Colts did it by beating the Lions and the hey, Lions. The, the Colts have finally proven me wrong. I've been saying they're not that good. They're not that good. They're not that good. And they finally beat 
the greatest defensive coach in Super Bowl history yeah. in Matt Patricia. So I think I That's think they to... proved it now. They beat Matt Patricia. So the Colts have to be a great team. They are. And they do they have a couple of tough tests coming up. I think they have to go to they have to go to Kansas City, I think. I think they oh, have they, to go to Kansas City yeah. or Baltimore in the next couple of weeks. So those are both losses. They do have a couple tough games later on. They go and play a team from Pittsburgh, so yeah. mark that however you want to. Yeah, the Lions just bad at this point. But, but I will say what the Lions are gonna do is they're gonna give their fans hope. Like they're somehow gonna switch this so that their fans actually like think there's a way, even though there's not gonna be a way. The NFL kind of tried to help them out today. I don't know if you see their saw their story that they released about how they're gonna think about expanding the playoffs if they have to lose like a week or so of play. So they'd expand it to a expand it to a 16 game playoff. So that's really the only way that the Lions could possibly get in. But then I think we get into the territory of an asterisk being yeah. put on the season. So I think if they play enough games, if they play enough games to keep it in as is, I hope they can because the NFL's actually got the integrity of their season going for them right now. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, the Lions have like 24 yards rushing in this game too, which is another big thing. So I'm just going to say it. Adrian Peterson really needs to switch things up here. In He's order so old now. For, He's so old. I know, but, I mean, if he just switches it up a bit. Switch, starts switch knocking what around up? What do you mean switch up? He just, needs, he just needs to switch up his, like, running style or something and start knocking around <laughs> the defenders a little bit more. I don't think he just, can do that. He's just, like, not physically capable of changing his game at this point. He's I an know. old man running back. Okay, but he switched things up in the past, so I just want to see him do it again. What did what did so, he switch up before? I just he switched things up in the past. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he, sw- he switched it up in the past when he had a torn ACL and he chose not to have a torn ACL anymore. That's what he switched up. But then we had the Jets played the Chiefs and Kansas City did what Kansas City does. Yeah, I mean Kansas City was a twenty-one. They they opened up as a twenty-one point favorite in this game. Like, I mean, is it even worth talking about this game? That's it's like the Arguably the best team in the NFL against definitely the worst team in the NFL. So, yeah, like, uh, it, it's what we expected to happen. Mahomes had five touchdowns in that game, and the entire Jets quarterback staff has four touchdowns this whole season. This whole season? is that, There's no way that's true. Throwing no touchdowns. way. Oh, my so, goodness. Patrick Mahomes in that one game puts them. I saw that stat. So it's, so it's there. So, I can't, I can't so believe we're there. Are they eight games in now? They have four passing touchdowns. Yeah, it's not it's not a good it's really not a good franchise. Dude, go back to the nineteen thirties, Jets. What are you doing? That's they might be able to pass the ball in the nineteen thirties. <laughs> I I think they would be a bad football team in any decade. But was was Chargers Broncos at one or was that a four point five? That was a four o'clock two, two, game. Four, Okay, yeah, so I think we so, only have one more one o'clock game to talk about, Jack. We only we only do have one more one o'clock game, and I don't know how long we're going to talk about this one for. That's going to be interesting. So the Steelers are undefeated, <laughs> and how you doing, hitters? I mean, Who'd they are beat? we supposed to? The Ravens. Oh, but don't worry, Ratbirds. don't worry. Yes, thank you. I got so you. On, they came into the they came into the day. The Ravens. They left their own stadium. The Ratbirds. Um, I've got. A few notes on this game, and oh, I do. Will. I do. So my first one is the officiating was horrible. Unbiased, unbiased, bad. The refs aren't people. 
Yep. And the Steelers' defense comes out. It gets a pick six on the first play, for first drive of the game, third play. Mm-hmm. Lamar throws the ball. So that's where you know what's going wrong. Lamar dropped back to throw the ball. Spillane huh. jumps it. Robert Spillane jumps it. Spillane trained to the house. Steelers are up 7 nothing. Next drive. I like that. Say, say that again. Say that again. It sounds good. Spillane train. The Spillane yeah. train took it to the house. I love that. And so then we kick off naturally. And here are the Ravens. Third down. Third and long. Lamar starts scrambling. He's wrapped up towards the sidelines. He starts trying to push back to stay in play and fight for like the five more yards. So Cam Hayward tackles him out of bounds and they called an unnecessary roughness call. I saw now, that play. That seemed questionable. That was questionable. Okay. Now I get if he was giving himself up. That's the right call. It was in the field of play. Now fast forward a little bit later in the game. Lamar Jackson gets six more yards because he's wrapped up. And does his little backpedal thing on the sideline, and no Steelers hit him because last time they did, it was a 15-yard penalty and cost them a score, and he runs for the six more yards. So what are we supposed to do? He does the same thing over and over and over again, and he was in the field of play. He didn't give himself up. He was fighting to get back, and the replay even shows it clearly. But the Steelers' defense really kept them around. The Rappers dominated by using their three-running-back system. Um, and not using a quarterback the whole game. They dominated yep. the first half. I don't know. I was, like, I was gonna say, I was gonna say your best player, if you're gonna win a Super Bowl, cannot be your running back. And that's can't. the Ravens' best player in Lamar Jackson. He's a running back. It can't be. And this is just, he has 15 sacks against his two games against his Steelers. He's been sacked like 15 times. Yeah. He's thrown like, he has turned the ball over six times. He turned the ball over four times. Two fumbles, two picks yesterday. They had a tough game for sure, and and that's I I don't like I it, he he had a bad game, but also you can't blame him too much because that Steelers defense just swarms. I mean, they are. You, you knew They're, he was going to have a tough day against the Steelers defense, and the Steelers defense really didn't like. They didn't look that good. They did kind of get manhandled a little bit, but it was they weren't on the they weren't off the field like at all yeah. in the first half. They were on the field constantly, but it was bend but don't break from the Steelers. I mean, the standard is the standard. Standard's and a standard. They they had red paint, so they painted the barn red. And <laughs> throw out just, all those Tomlinisms right there. That, that was just that was Pittsburgh Steelers football. You got any more you want to say? Are and, there any more? There's probably more. Oh, there's probably plenty. Um I think he had one earlier in the year. This was this is big man football or something like that. Uh sounds like little him. little men get tackled or something like that, is like what he said. But AFC North football, this was pretty incredible. The Steelers defense kept them around. And the offense was overwhelmed for a while. Ben gave all of Pittsburgh a heart attack because he has he had his arm massaged by the doctor after getting hit in his arm, the one that yep. he had surgery on. <laughs> after the game goes, it was just my funny bone. So yeah, I heard I heard that. That's I mean that's so big Ben right there. That's Steelers, so big Ben. Steelers fans didn't find that very humorous, but I mean I we'll mean see. but you you have to expect it from him. Like it even, is. even though he just had surgery on that arm. I still wouldn't have been worried if I was a Steelers fan just because I would be like, yeah, I've seen him do that a million times. And I'm going to move like on to the second half where, well, Lamar opened the second half like he opened the game, and he threw an interception, and that really turned the tides of the game. From that point on, the Steelers, defense, or Steelers offense got going, and I'm just going to say like they let Ben cook a little bit. You can't, they just, don't let yeah, Ben cook. Don't let Ben cook. You can, just, you, you can let Russ cook. You can let all these other quarterbacks cook. 
don't let Ben cook. Like, I'm going to admit right now I'm being completely biased towards the Steelers, but I do not think there's a better quarterback when you just need to let him go that can run an offense the way that Ben Roethlisberger does. Because it is <laughs> incredible. It is incredible the things he does. After the game, he goes, yeah, I was legitimately just making up plays in that game. <laughs> like, in the second half, he was just making up plays. and tell- You could see him telling his wide receivers what to do, where to go, and, like, he would change the play four times. He's like, like there was one play, Deontay Johnson, he, Johnson's outright, and you see Johnson throw his arms in the air, like, what do you want me to do before he snaps the ball? Ben snaps the ball and throws it to the left. Like, he just completely ignored the whole right side of the field. He yelled at them as a decoy, knowing he was going to throw the ball to the left, so his whole team didn't even know what he was doing. But the one guy <laughs> that needed to make the play knew what he was doing. Okay. And it doesn't it, sound that well thought up. Just, was, I mean, it, but, it doesn't sound like that's going to be a, a consistent ben, recipe for success. But Ben looked confused in the first half. He didn't know what to do. But as soon as – you can tell the difference. As soon as they let him – and I know you don't know what it's like to let your quarterbacks actually, like, take over the game and call the plays that they want to play. With I this. have no idea. Yes, but you're right about that. the quarterback's vision, Big Ben probably has some of the best vision in being able to read a defense. When he sees something he likes, he's going to take it. And yeah. I knew it was just a matter of time. Now, the Steelers, they need to play a 60-minute game. I don't think if the Steelers play a 60-minute game the way that they, at their best, there's not a team that will beat them. Yeah, that, that's, that's a fair argument to make. They will lose Definitely. if they can't play a 60-minute game, but I think they need to put it all together. Our run defense needs to get better, and after the game, we did trade for uh, another inner linebacker to add depth. Uh, Spillane was looking really good coming you in. You don't have Manti Teo. You should have traded for him. So we traded a 2022 fifth-round pick to the New York Jets for Ooh. Avery Williamson in a 2022 seventh-round pick. Now We're getting in deep now into the Steelers stuff, I yeah. guess. Williamson could not have been happier on Sunday night to find out that he oh, was for sure. seven Jets seven or oh and eight Jets, seven in those Steelers. Yeah. And he posted a picture on Instagram, like right after the news officially broke, of him in full football like gear on the sidewalk with an umbrella in the rain, holding his thumb up hitchhiking. He's yeah. like Pittsburgh here I come. Yeah. So he's gotta sit out or whatever and get to this point um that he can play because of COVID. But he's in Pittsburgh now. And the I mean Steelers are a really, really good team. Somehow they're gonna. Steelers are amazing. They're right now. They're the. They're to me. They're the clear best team in the NFL. They're the only undefeated team. One other note I had from the game: um, Marcus Peters. He looks so goofy in a football uniform. Mm-hmm. He looks. He looks like somebody that's like, like. He looks like a kid that's dressing up like Marcus Peters for Halloween. It just yeah. does like his pads and his helmet. It just doesn't look like it fits quite right on him. That's just something I noticed. That's my observation from the Steelers-Ravens game. Um, Ravens fans were crying after the game because they wanted a flag thrown on the last play of the game because Joe Hayden hit their cornerback in the head with his helmet. Go watch the replay a million times. His arms maybe hit him in the head. The helmet was at least a foot away from his helmet the whole play. So I think Ravens fans are blind. They also got big mad because Matt Judon, they lost a bunch of starters. But Matt Judon decided he was going to punch a ref in the middle of the game. He got kicked out. <laughs> not a smart, not a he smart is, idea. He was a proud uh, Grand Valley State Laker. Oh, so he's cool! The most popular Laker of all time. But I feel like I feel like I've heard of another more famous Grand Valley State person. 
Cur- I mean, currently it's Matt Judon, but. Oh, maybe I'm wrong then. Yeah, I don't know. He has the best relationship. I and mean, the Ravens did have another guy a couple of years ago that did play for Grand Valley as well. But, I mean, yeah, Ravens fans are upset about this. I don't really get why. They just want to complain about the officiating, which favored them the whole game. We had to overcome a lot of it. Unbiased. Unbiased. Had to overcome a lot of adversity in this game. The officiating was just horrible all across the board. And I'm excited okay. to see what happens. So yeah. we can you move, move on, on to the 4 o'clock slate? Yeah, let's move on to the 4 o'clock slate. And we've got... Oh, wait. We missed, we missed one other 1 o'clock game, actually. Dolphins-Rams. Tua had his first oh, start. Oh, yeah. I want to talk about that. It's Tua time. He had, he had a very uh, interesting... First start in that, like, his very first play was a strip sack. So some other fun first plays from quarterbacks. This isn't his first career play, obviously. He he came in at the end of the game last week. But some first career plays for other quarterbacks. Sam Darnold threw a pick six. Brett Favre threw his first completion was to himself. Jameis Winston's first and last pass with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, was a pick six. And his last one was to immortalize himself in the 30-30 club, 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. Yeah, James Winston, future Hall of Famer. Yeah, he, he does it better than anyone else. There's no one I would rather have. We got a controversial call going down right now in the Monday night game, but we can talk about that later. Obviously, I'm going to Hey, what's the score it. in that game? It is 25-23. to 23. Tampa Bay. And That's I'm gonna the let, over. That's the I'm over. I'm going to let you take one wild stab at who might have gotten the better end of the call at <laughs> I'm, the end I'm of gonna, the game. I'm going to guess TB12. Yeah. So okay. he got the call. But we'll talk about him later. I have a few notes on him. Um. Yeah. Do it time. Yeah. I still don't get I mean, the Dolphins it. win. They're okay. They're not bad at all. I don't think. I just don't think Tua even played good enough. To, like, he didn't play any better than Fitzpatrick did. No. It's like I don't. I still don't understand that move. I guess it's gonna. He's gonna get happens. better, as because something that I did see with Tua was he was missing a couple passes. He was an extremely accurate quarterback in college, so I think you can make that up to be you know first game jitters. So, I mean, he's obviously got a higher ceiling than um, Fitzpatrick does. So I think it'll work out in the long run. And it looks like the Dolphins could sneak in as a wild card team this year. So I, I'm I'm kinda understanding the move a little bit more now. It's possible. Daniel Jones is crying on the sidelines right now. Oh. Is he actually? He's got tears in his eyes. He he looks no. like he looks like where you're just about to like full on ball and like the tears can starting to drop from the corner of your eye. Can we just cut to Monday night right now? Let's talk about that like, game. I mean it just went final, so I'm sorry I was watching it and I had Let's to just talk about it right now. Uh, so, like, tail two halves. Tom Brady looks so old and was throwing a hissy fit. Just yeah. literally complaining about everybody except himself. Tom Brady and LeBron James are the two his big players that, like, when they're doing <laughs> great, it's all about them. When any adversity comes their way, it's everybody around them. Don't I mean, even put Tom Brady in the same conversation as LeBron in terms of crybabiness. He just, but he turns around. He doesn't even get, I think he got sacked. He goes to the sidelines and starts slamming his helmet. Yeah, I saw it's that. The, First quarter against the Giants, and you're only down like four yeah. points. Take it easy. You got plenty of time to beat the Giants. Come on. What are you doing? Like they, everyone knew they were gonna win. Brady has a full meltdown. He looks old again. ESPN just couldn't stop talking about Brady and Gronk and how great they are. Apparently. Yeah. 
What do you? Okay. Well, first, did you see Bruce Arians' glasses that he was wearing that yeah. game? What the heck? What were uh, those? Was he just of, wearing two pairs of glasses, or I was think, it like a weird combo, like goggle and nice I think like glasses? One, I think one of them was to hold the mask like onto his face because they make ones that are like attached to the glasses somehow. So I think oh. like it could have been. But like there were face. there were two different like lens or not lenses, uh, rims. Yeah, because like one would be like it would be like putting safety glasses over your actual glasses, so he needed his reading glasses to be able to see. Oh but then like no, I see what you're saying. The shield connected, I yep. think, is what it was. I didn't I didn't take a super super like strong look at it, but yeah, the Bucks won. No one's really surprised. We get Antonio Clown next week on their team. Um, I was talking about how great Brady is. I just don't I don't really see it. Like yeah, he's so good, but when he has to go and actually like get hit, get knocked around. I don't think he's going to be able to continue this. Yeah, he. I mean, he has tons of weapons on the Bucks, even more than he's had. I Even more than he's, I think he's ever had with the Patriots, maybe back when he had Randy Moss would have been more. But, I mean, Mike, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Gronk, now he's getting Antonio Brown. He's got good running backs. That's just a deep offensive team. And their offensive line hasn't had a single injury yet either, so that's helped him a lot too. Yeah, I... Did see him miss a couple of passes. He had a couple of wide open guys in that first half that just Yeah, missed. he was definitely missing so, stuff in the first. I think it's really gonna come down to if Brady if Brady has a quarter like that against a good football team, and or an opportunistic football team, I should say, that's it. They're not gonna Yeah, yeah so, I, I still wouldn't put them as the as the favorites in the NFC. I think it's sort of just like a large group of teams. Yeah. It's kinda like like a clear top two in the AFC and the Chiefs and the Steelers. But the NFC seems to be a lot more even and less top-heavy. Yeah, I mean, the one team that might be considered very good would be the Seahawks, and they played before you. Oh, yeah, I completely forgot about them. You want to um, talk about this game, then? Yeah, let's move into that. I don't really have anything else on Monday night. It was just it was a whatever game. Brady got another call. I mean, big whoop. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll move on to the 49ers-Seahawks. That was a 4 o'clock game. That was a battle of two teams that just turned no-name running backs into amazing football players. Jermichael yeah. Hasty, he played for the 49ers. Baylor guy right there. He got a touchdown. Look at him go. Um, yeah, exciting. DK kind of went off. Everyone thought DK was going to be a boss. so good. So he started, I think it was DK, he started like retweeting tweets of him like saying he was going to be a boss. Yeah, that he was... He started retweeting after the game, like all those tweets, but... That was the most overthought draft pick like ever because he was he was the total package in terms of speed, talent, catch like catches. He's stronger than everyone else. He just needed a little bit of improvement around the edges on like route running. Like yeah. and, and he ended up going in the second round because of that. The Patriots drafted Nikhil Harry ahead of him. I mean, that people big time overthought drafting DK in that draft. And the Seahawks passed on him once, too. They drafted him in the second round. Yeah, which, I mean, you got to say, that's kind of smart for the Seahawks. Um, the 49ers are all injured again. I really think the 49ers are going to be a team that just kind of, like, they're going to win mm-hmm. a couple of games. Then they're going to have something happen, lose a few. Then they're going to win. They're just going to be enough. They aren't, like, they're not going to get anyone that's going to substantially help their team because they're going to just be good enough. Yeah. Kyle and they, Shanahan and Sean McVay are two coaches. I pray never get elite quarterbacks unless they're a coach for my team because they, they're going to be so good. Like they, they keep their teams in games throughout the season with, 
I, I don't think Goff or Garoppolo, either of those guys are good. And no. they do so much good stuff on offense despite that. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, let's head over to the Chargers, Broncos. I think the Chargers might actually be worse at winning games than the Atlanta Falcons. Because the Chargers I think it, love to lose one possession. It's games. been over like six, they've had like over 16 point leads the last like three or four games and they've lost yeah. them all. That, and they don't win it's one. It's underrated how bad the Chargers have been at winning close games. Like, I didn't realize this until the Falcons didn't blow a lead this week. Yeah. So and now the focus shifted. And I think it's going to be Chargers trips that are going to be made. But as soon as the yeah. internet gets a hold of this, it's going to be over. Yeah, it's going to it's going to be over in like a week, and the Chargers are going to start getting good and winning those one possession games. It's not going to be fun anymore. Yeah. Vic but, Fangio. He, he I, I said this week one, and I'm saying again, he looks so unhealthy as a head coach. Yeah, he he just looks unwell on the sidelines. It looks so bad. But I it would, makes him look like such a football coach. Like, I don't want my football coach to look like a healthy, like, Cliff Kingsbury sort of guy. I want him no, looking more like Big Fangio. Yeah, you don't want him in shape. So, speaking of what you want in a head coach, let's move to our final football oh, game gosh. of the weekend. and. Is Matt Nagy who you want as your head coach? I mean, Matt, it's a pretty I'm, easy question, but I got the Bears a lot to lost say. to the Saints, so I'll just let you recap this game and go off about it. Okay, yes. Yeah, give me my space on this one. I'm about to go off. I, full Queen. disclosure, fell asleep in the middle of this game, so I saw the beginning and the end. Would have been really bad if I fell asleep in the middle of this game because I was driving back from Texas during the game, so I was listening to the whole game on radio. And then I watched the con- condensed game when I got back home. So I know everything that happened. I had the pleasure of listening to Jeff Joniak and Tom Thayer, the Bears announcers. They're, they're the best. They're the best announcers in the business right now. Um, call the Bears game. It sucks. Matt Nagy is absolutely not the head coach of the future. He kind of stinks. I'm not going to get too mad about this game just because I've wasted so much energy getting mad already. This, this Bears team is going to absolutely kill me because they're bad enough to lose to any team in the NFL any given week, but they're also good enough to beat any team in the NFL any any given week. So they're going to make me want to they're going to make me die, but they're not going to make me want to kill myself. If that makes yes. sense. Yes. Yes, no, that totally makes sense. You're to the point where you're ready to die, but you won't do it yourself. Yes, exactly. So, so I I'm I'm like dying on each of these Bears games. It's crazy. Um, I want Bears fans to just, you, and not just Bears fans, you did this to me too. You tweeted at me, Mitch, question mark. <laughs> I was just like, you gotta be kidding me. Let, let's, let's get things straight. <laughs> yes, Nick Foles is not that good. He might even be a genuinely terrible quarterback. But you know who's even worse? The Bears backup quarterback, Mitch Trubisky. He stinks too. Both these guys are terrible, okay? But the Bears hey. are never going to have a good starting quarterback. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Hey, there was one play where Foles <laughs> could have ran for a first down, but because he doesn't know how to run, he decided yeah. to drop back. It was at the end of the game. Mitch would have yeah. had that, probably. He would have fumbled as soon as he got the first down, but he would have had that first down. No, yeah, I'm, and Mitch is obviously a better runner, but he's I, he's so inaccurate, and Nick Foles can complete balls downfield. But he misses more than he than he hits, and it it's just both those guys stink. So I, they stink. Like 
Matt Nagy, do you think he might be smart enough to, like, he just watched it happen to them with uh, Taysom, like, catching passes. Do you think he maybe would, like, try and use Mitch as that spot? Like, I yeah. feel like Nick Foles is good enough that maybe if they had Mitch out there as a threat to run the football, like, I'd love to Mitch at least have like him it. try. Like, Mitch is, Mitch is a very athletic guy. And Taysom Hill is a terrible passer. He hasn't passed the yeah. ball this season yet. So, Mitch is, Mitch is a better passer than Taysom Hill. I'm sure he's not as athletic. But if you have him, cause the Saints weren't doing anything creative with Taysom Hill. They, they put him, no. they put him at receiver one time. But every time he was in at quarterback, they just ran the ball directly up the middle. You gotta figure that play call out. He hasn't thrown the ball once this year. They're not getting that creative. If you put Mitch in to either run or pass, he can pass the ball better than Taysom Hill. I don't think Matt Nagy's smart enough to figure that out. Sean Payton is Sean Payton might be the best coach in the NFL right now. He he's figured out how to make the Saints still a very good team without Drew Brees throwing the ball downfield at do all. Know what, do you know what the weather was in that game by chance? I do I do not. Because I can't think that it was under like forty degrees. Yeah. And Sean Payton's wearing a parka on the sideline. Like, he <laughs> looks like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man on the sideline. And I'm like, yeah, you're in Chicago, but it's not that cold yet. I think he, it might. He's, he's from Texas, and he's played his, enti- his entire career in a dome now. So he, he's probably not used to Chicago weather whatsoever. Yeah, he had it out with the refs a couple times about things. And I'm like, you're going to probably. Be yeah, that, that Cole Komet call was a blessing for the Bears, although the Bears still ended up losing. But that that seemed like a bad call at the time. So, like, Bears had a kick though at the end of the game to force overtime. <laughs> okay, you know we we got a kicker at least. Like, they you made know. It. So, Cairo was, Santos is good. This was my that was my note, and good thing you used that. You made amends with the guy that I being be the case. If you didn't, he was probably gonna like. Boom. Yeah, actually, I, the Saints scored in this game. Actually, they they did. they did. Yeah, Will Lutz missed a, a a gimme. I mean, he's he's one of the best kickers in the NFL, and he missed a real short one. So, I hate Doink still. I'm never gonna like him. But if it happens against the Bears, I'll take it. I guess whatever. I just don't need everybody reminding me that it happened to me. Like, guess what? I remember. So, do you have any other notes on the Bears game? I mean, they still have an okay record. Like. Yeah, I mean they're five and three. They 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 still might make the playoffs. They still might make some noise. Well, you know, we'll see. I I, I don't know. I, I yeah, I'm gonna watch every game still, so it doesn't matter. Oh, they, they've I intrigued can, me enough. I can see the Bears being a team that on the final Sunday, like the final Sunday, they need like three different teams to win by a margin of like two points, seven points, and ten points or something, and then they need to like only lose to a team by a couple points and have, like, it's snow in New England for them to make the playoffs. And, like, everything's going to happen except for the last thing in the 425 team. I don't ha- I have no idea what you mean by that, but I agree that it'll happen. Well, the, the weird tiebreakers, you know? Like, last yeah. year, the Steelers to get in, they needed, like, Houston to win by less than, like, two points or something stupid like that. And then, like... Yeah. It came down to Tennessee actually knocked us out of the playoffs because they beat Houston. But, like, it came down to the last play at 425 after the Steelers had already lost to the Ravens as little as they needed to lose to the Ravens. 
And so there was hope. Like, you're going to have hope going down to the wire. Yeah, and then the, whatever the, the Bears last are, The Bears are notoriously good at not making the playoffs on the last day of the season. So I, I have no doubt in my mind that that will happen. But um, now that we've touched on the whole NFL slate, there was actually quite a bit that happened yeah. in the NFL this week. Good week. Um, good week of football. Let's head over to some segments. And which one do you want to start with this week? I've got quite a few. I mean, I got them all. So wherever you yeah. want to start, I'll let you go. So I, I, I'm going to start with uh, the tweet of the week. Okay. And uh, this is this is ex- this is an exciting one for me. So it's uh, it's exciting because the person that tweeted it, I have the ability to ask them what the heck they meant by this. So this this tweet comes from uh, at j underscore borger ninety eight. Oh wow. It, <laughs> He tweeted out, by the way, this is Josh. Well, I need, I need a podcast that's just Joe Buck talking to put me to sleep every night. What, what the, what the hell is the matter with you? What do you mean? What do you mean by that? Okay. What? So some, why do you, why do you want that? Have you ever heard sleep podcasts? Have you ever listened to a sleep podcast? I, so like, there are things. I don't know. What? And it's just, it's just someone telling you a story. And it's like. And you want that person to be Joe Buck? So I'm going to put you. In my shoes during that, I have been up all day doing homework and everything. I finally sit down to watch the last game of the World Series, and we're midway through the game. I've had two beers, and like I drank them slow enough that I wasn't drunk, but I was getting to like the tired phase. And Joe Buck just calling the game was just soothing. Like he has a very soothing voice, and so I was like, if I could just listen to like Joe Buck talk about sports plays that he's called and like the stories behind them as a sleep podcast that would probably be the greatest podcast ever other than ours so i'm trademarking yeah. that for joe buck so, um we're, we're, we're trademarking, I'm trademarking that. Wait, have, we, have we tweeted out the deshaun watson thing yet no i haven't I okay still we're still working that. on that we got i don't but, think anyone else has trademarked the t-shirt idea yet but we'll no. get on that so i'm trademarking joe buck sleep podcast so joe buck is gonna have to come Settle okay. some money with me. It's my intellectual property. That's all <laughs> it's his voice. It's you, his can't tell me, you can't tell me you wouldn't want to listen to that. I and mean, it wouldn't just put you to sleep. It's we got to be like that episode of Seinfeld. We just need to buy all his stories from him. So he's going to have nothing to say during the games. Smart. Yeah, Seinfeld's never let anyone on. Yeah. Um, let's see here. My tweet of the week came on. There was a lot of tweets. And I like have so many tweets. Being yeah, shouted. I had a lot of bad ones to like dumb people to choose from. But I thought you were the dumbest one. So I Probably. ended up choosing you. Well, I like have one and then I have like a throw in one. Okay. Um, But Adam Tature, I don't know how to say his name. He is the ESPN NFL national reporter covering the Kansas City Chiefs. So on Thursday, he goes, well, he was quoting Chris Jones in Talking about the Jets. That's a very good football team, talking about the Jets. People forget because they haven't won a game. So What? Wait, what? <laughs> that is that is a truly dumb tweet. You're right about that. So I wish only, I saw that. That that guy's a lot dumber than you. Not only did okay, so Chris Jones said it, but this guy decided to tweet it out and not just bury that. <laughs> like that's a very good football team. People forget that because they have won a game. He had he had to be just like trying to get a rise out of people, right? There's no way he he thought that for real, right? There's no way. You can't say that. Like, I mean, 
<laughs> I, I just don't even understand how you get that. I've got, um, I think a thousand ones of how, like, Ravens fans being thoughtful about this game. Like, my next tweet that I'm just going to throw in there is from my friend Chase Claypool. Oh. Uh, he tweets out after the game. Chase Claypool, come on the pod, by the yeah, way. Come on the pod and discuss what was going through your head because I had a similar tweet, um, kind of. He goes, losing question mark? Never heard of her. <laughs> People it's forget nice. Chase hasn't lost an NFL game. So that was my other, like, throwaway tweet. Um, also, I could have picked from a thousand of those Ben Benucci tweets. If you have time, go just look up Ben Benucci's tweets on Twitter because people went deep. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious about that now. So I'll definitely have to check that out. It's kind of like nothing. I mean, like, Mitch had a bad one and like a lot of Mitch other had a, Mitch had a, had one a bad, of, one very bad one and one very good one. Yes. He had a lot of like, see, he just had a lot of weird ones. Yeah, um, his his bad one was like Packers, hell yeah. Yeah. Um that. I'm gonna let's move on to kickers and talk about our kickers. This is a new segment. Uh we started last week because this is a pro kicker <clears throat> anti ref podcast to some extent with pro kicker. It's just very yep. F- at but, least fifty percent pro kicker and maybe fifty percent anti kicker, but a hundred percent anti referee. And a hundred percent unbiased. Ooh, that should so, be like our that should be like our slogan. Yes. I that think sounds good. We're gonna, to, we're gonna cut that and that's our slogan trademark. Yeah. Um, Tra- trademark called it div. Trademark. And so who is your kicker of the week? Okay. Um I don't I might be stealing yours because there wasn't tons tons of kicker stuff that went on, but it's Daniel Carlson. I don't know oh, if you saw that. Him. Okay, cool, cool, sweet. Yeah. So Daniel Carlson's the kicker for uh the Oakland Raiders and he had the fanciest doink of all time. He he was he was going to miss it wide right it looked like because he just pushed the ball so bad the wind took it all the way left and it doinked off the left uh left goal post. So he had a very fancy doink. I still hate doinks, but you know, he did it with style. So you yeah. got to give him props for that. I did not know that was his name, but I was going to make a note about that. Um it was windy literally everywhere. Like in the Midwest there was wind and wind played a factor in every single game. Yeah, which is kind of cool like to it. see. Like you just saw, it was one weather system I think moving across, and it just hit every game at a different time. But yeah, I had before I get to my kicker of the week, <clears throat> there was a note from college football about kickers. So you know how college football stadiums are not always like a bowl; they got like one open end where the jumbotron is right behind the yep. uprights. McLean Stadium's like that. So I think I can't find the tweet, but I think it was the. I think it was the Oklahoma State-Texas game, not Oklahoma State. I believe was the game. And the kicker, Texas's kicker, had to make a kick into that end zone. Dick so or the what, kicker. So what the Jumbotron operator did is he put yellow lines, vertical lines, going up and down on the Jumbotron oh. behind the uprights. So like at first glance, you couldn't tell which ones were the uprights from the field goal. That's like a good posts. idea. And which ones were on the screen behind it? Like so, he made he made the kick, which kind of sucks. But I thought that yeah, was. But that's a like, good idea. I like it. It was pretty mean to kickers, but yeah, my uh, kicker of the week is Carlos Santos because he made a big kick. Carlos Santos, okay, John Fox. He he didn't he didn't break the hearts of the Bears fans. Um, yeah, he did not. Same with same with players. Uh, who's your player of the week this week? My player of the week, of course, it has to be Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas. Uh, did, did he not, he, he did not play this week, but through some magical mythical ability, he still managed 
to uh, punch his own teammate. The, the exact teammate that he punched, he got Javon Wims to punch him twice. So congratulations, Michael Thomas. Oh, uh, speaking you, of that, yeah, I forgot about something. The Bears game, there's a punch thrown in that game as well, the Bears-Saints game. No, this is the game. This is what I'm this, talking about. I didn't know the guy's name. I didn't know. Yeah, Javon Wims, Javon Wims punched, uh, I forget it who it was on the Saints. The when I watched the game. So, yeah, like I and said, Mike, oh, that's the exact guy that Michael Thomas was punching in practice, and that's what, that's why the team suspended him. Yeah, okay, never mind. We'll scratch that one. Yeah. Uh, we'll <laughs> no, we're not cutting it. We're going to leave it. But yeah, so, those, we had almost a fight in the Bears game as well. Uh, my yeah. player of the week, well, I'm just going to like, Yo, Juju Smith-Schuster is going to be my player of the week. Now, Juju? yeah, so the reason why is, like, everyone knows the story with A.B. and how he came in with a diva, and then Juju, like, took over the spotlight. So, like, Juju ends up taking over the spotlight. A.B. gets mad. That ends up, like, where the messy divorce is. And then Juju, like, got accused of being, like, the diva and going out and partying and stuff like that last year. Like, he was kind of, everyone's like, oh, he's turning into a mini A.B., well, this year, if the Steelers had pinstripes, I'd be giving Juju his pinstripes right now. Oh, nice. Wow. Because I'm going to hope I don't regret saying this, <clears throat> but he reminded me a lot of Heinz Ward because Ooh. he didn't make – in this game, he didn't have to make a big play. Like, touchdown-wise, scoring-wise, he didn't do much. But when we needed him to catch the ball and secure the ball and fight for extra yards, he did it. He hasn't complained once about anything. He's very vocal that, like, with his teammates, he, he just wants to win. Yeah. He doesn't care about personal accolades. So I'm going to make him my player of the week because he had a very big game. He has had history of blowing games against yeah. the Ravens. Last year, he fumbled a ball, mm-hmm. and everyone wanted to cut him. Mm-hmm. And so he secured the ball this week. He's my player of the week. And what, could, just, what could the what could the Steelers do that's like the equivalent of giving pinstripes like the Yankees do? I I don't even know. Like, give them like the like the blue diamond thing in their logo. Like give them yeah, one of those maybe. diamonds. Are the, what are those things? Are those diamonds? They're, yeah, they're supposed to be like I don't I don't know the technical, but like it's the ingredients of steel or whatever. So if you see anything that's made of steel, they will have the Steelers logo on it with the diamonds, the red, white, and blue red, white, and yellow diamonds mm-hmm. on it, but it won't have the word Steelers. So it's oh. it like shows that it's steel. Like they're made of steel. It's kinda of how look it at, is. look at that. Nice little educational lesson so, on the podcast now too. That is that's the history of the Steelers logo. But yeah, I mean I would with the series of pinstripes I give him his pinstripes. He had a very hard fought game and a lot of people doubted him. So Yeah. Doubt nice. no more. Um I'll head into my coach of the week. We talked about him earlier. I hope I'm not stealing yours, but you definitely are not. I have. I actually have like five that I can coach, choose from right now. Coach Mike McCarthy is my coach to be. Just because had to he, be. I mean, he just he's such a genius. I love like you know that he watched what Belichick and uh, the Titans head coach. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Um, Vrabel. Yeah, what Vrabel have done like with just bending time and using weird rules to benefit mm-hmm. them, and he's like, oh, I'm gonna try that, and he tried it with the safety, the intentional safety I talked about earlier in the show. And, I mean, it just didn't work out for him. But he's my yeah. coach of the week because it kind of showed, like, the Cowboys maybe, like, at times showed effort. Maybe. Like, I don't – I wouldn't I wouldn't go that far, but you know what? He's, I'm just he's gonna the give smartest him, coach. I'm going to give him coach of the week because that was a pretty big brain play, and that's probably the last one he's going to have. 
Um, who is one of your five coaches of the week? Yeah, so I'll just I'll just stick to one. Um, this is one that sticks out the most to me. Uh, it's AJ Hinch. He is the former manager of the Houston Astros, the cheating Astros, and he just got hired by the Detroit Tigers. So he he better start cheating again if he wants to be a good manager because that Tigers team stinks. So yeah, but don't you think I, I encourage you to start cheating again, AJ Hinch. Don't you think it'd be a little suspicious though if they just all of a sudden got good? Like, don't you think there might be a little spotlight on them? It, it, it could be suspicious unless, you know, you could just start, like, giving Maggie steroids and you could, like, make, you could just get Maggie in trouble then. Um, True. Use a scapegoat. Yeah. Yeah. So you could just start cheating in a different way this time. Maggie yeah. needs to start taking steroids, though. That's not, yeah, all the good players have. All the greats are taking steroids. Yeah. Max Muncy, he's definitely taking steroids. He's a Baylor guy. 100% taking steroids. Need- Justin Verlander. Big time steroids guy. You gotta get the best possible product out on the field. Yeah, you're a pro steroids guy, so you yes. like these players. Safe steroids. I want them to. Be, <laughs> I want them to be steroids. safe about the steroids. I don't like. Don't go out behind like a Kmart to buy your steroids. You yeah. do it through a doctor that's covering something up in the organization, like a classic yeah. person does. He, that doctor better be from Miami. Um, because you need to go through as many people as you possibly can. So that it takes longer to get to you and you can take steroids for more years. Like yeah. if it traces the whole way back and you're like, it's not even my fault. Like I just thought I was getting my flu shot and he was putting steroids in me. Yeah. Then it goes, then they have to investigate the doctor and he's playing longer. So yeah, exactly. Can't, you can't suspend ignorance. I don't think, I think they actually have suspended ignorance on multiple occasions, but you might as well just try it again. Is, ignorance is bliss. Yeah. Um, Who's your fan base of the week? My fan base is weak, so I couldn't, I literally couldn't find anyone that got arrested. Oh, that's so too bad. I went with like the next closest thing that like there were semi counter riots and I saw like at least some first responders, the Michigan State Spartan football fans. Okay. They spilled out into the streets, there were fire trucks and ambulances going around, so like they had a good time. Yeah. Uh, I definitely know Michigan. some of those fans. They beat Michigan. So that was fun to, it's fun to see. I like to see fan bases enjoy themselves because they probably won't. For any other games of the season. Yeah. So, how about your fan base of the week? Yeah. So, uh, mine is uh, Baylor fans, specifically oh. uh, Treston Ebner fans, specifically family members of Treston Ebner. And okay. I'll tell you why. I will explain this. Uh, Treston Ebner is a running back for Baylor football. And he uh, decided he was going to quit on the football team this season. And he was going to step out and opted out of the season. Which, you know, a lot of players have done that. That's perfectly fine. But then uh, two days later, he decided, let me opt back into the season. Um, Dave Veranda said, you stepped out on the team. Dave Veranda is the head coach. Mm-hmm. You stepped out on the team. So you're no longer a team captain. But oh. you could still play. So. Okay. While I was at the Baylor football game, I was disappointed in Tristan Ebner for doing that. I might have yelled some stuff at him during the game. I don't, I don't know. But uh, his family was sitting directly behind me. Oh my! And they had to deal with that. So you know what? You guys are good sports. Actually, maybe that's who I should uh, choose to make amends with. Tristan Ebner's family. 
Yeah, bring some good karma my way. Did they like yell back at you, clap back at all, or are they soft and just they opted out of responding? Well, they 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 didn't really say much back because everything I said was true. He quit on the team, so. Okay, right, so real not recognized real. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, you know what? You guys are some patient people, but you're, you know, I don't know what your relation. Actually, I I think I might have sold them their season tickets too. Oh, so this was on you, kind of. <laughs> Because if you're like, no, you don't get tickets to this game. Then yeah, I've definitely, I've, I've definitely sold a lot of tickets to that section, um, and oh. I've definitely sold them to some football players' parents too. Um, so I might have sold them their season tickets. Maybe. So um, you guys, you guys are my fans of the week. Congrats, Tristan Ebner. That is a very big honor for them. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of opting out, the Pittsburgh Panthers had Paris Ford, I think. Was their cornerback one of them opted out like after the bye week? So basically, he was just like, "Yeah, we're losing bad." I'm not gonna yeah. So a lot of players seem to be doing that right now, which you know, I guess you have the excuse because of COVID, but I think it's, it's kind of weird to start the season and then opt out. That that's kind of well, weird to me. I think if you had aspirations of being good, they wanted to play, but now that yeah. like, what's the point? Like they can't go out. They can't. There's all these restrictions, so why not just opt out? Enjoy your year because you're not going to play anything big. And I think this is part of the reason that it's going to be an asterisk on this college football season. Yeah, yeah. Especially if, like, it's going to be weird. Like, if if Clemson loses to Notre Dame, which I still don't think is going to happen. Notre Dame's overrated. But if Clemson loses to Notre Dame without Trevor Lawrence, that, that there's going to be, like, an asterisk for Clemson next to that game. It's going to help yeah. Notre Dame, certainly, in the, in the college football playoff standings. But it's not going to hurt Clemson that bad. Losing a game where they didn't have Trevor Lawrence play. No, and because also, record doesn't matter. It's all about style points in college football. And they're also going to have to play each other again. Yeah. In the AFC Championship, most likely. Like, yeah. It's not that Notre Dame is that good of a team. It's just there's nobody that's actually better than Notre Dame in the ACC other than Clemson. Yeah. So they're going to have to play each other twice. We'll see what happens. Um, I don't know if ACC Championship's a neutral site game or not, or if they're going to have to go to Clemson or Clemson will have to come back to Notre Dame. That could yeah, be the I have only, no idea. That could be the only like advantage I would see in winning this game Saturday. Other than that, I really think it's meaningless. I feel like they Just usually play that game in Carolina or something like that, I or maybe, maybe that, Georgia. I kind of had that feeling too, but um, well, that's all I got. Do you have any other notes? Uh no, I think that does it for me. So that should that should yep. wrap it up for our show. Yep, that's the show. We will see you all next week and stay on by this week. Yeah, see you next time. Bye. Thank you.